it's Lexi. Before you start listening to this episode, I just wanted to warn you that we had some technical difficulties and the audio quality is not great for some parts of this episode. Um, I hope you can bear with us and enjoy the content anyway, and um, I'll try and try and fix it for next time. Okay, bye-bye. So our cold open for this week is actually related to last week. Uh, I'm going to read you a text from my mother. Um, and this test, this text reads, I want a retraction, exclamation point. I put you in dance because you wanted to do it. I sat there while you danced, didn't go anywhere. Your sister did a class because she wanted tippity shoes. So sorry, mom. Turns out I actually wanted to do dance and it wasn't something that you just put me in. <laughs> retraction granted. Good thing my mother never listens to this show. <laughs> This modern world of science and invention is of particular interest to women. Hello and welcome to Lady History. The good, the bad, and the ugly ladies you missed in history class. Hey Lexi, are trans rights human rights? Yes. This is, is that that's a question? That's a question we have to ask in 2023. This worked better when there were three of us. Because mine is now. And I'm Alana and trans rights are human rights. And it doesn't work as well when there are only two of us. Because comedy has rules of three. Because comedy has rules of three. Haley, we miss you. Roberta Cowell prepares to tackle the most famous hill climb in Britain, Chelsley Walsh. This is the playground of drivers like Tony Mark. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode on trans ladies who did things from lady history. I am talking about Roberta Cowell. Not to be confused with Simon Cowell, who's the only other person with that last name I know of. Roberta was born on the 8th of April, 1918, to parents Major General Sir Ernest Marshall Cowell and Dorothy Elizabeth Miller main name being Miller. She was one of three children. I have no idea, no information on her siblings. During her school years, she was forced to learn to write with her right hand despite being left-handed. And I think that kind of just sets the path for a lot of dumb shit that happened to her in her life, which is why I note it. From a young age, she grew very interested in cars and she developed skills in mechanics and would like sneak off to go learn mechanics from mechanics. She eventually began racing cars and studied to become a pilot with the Air Force in the late 1930s. She was actually deemed unfit to fly because of her motion sickness. Relatable. <laughs> Me too, girl. Me too. Same. <laughs> in May 1941, she married Diana Carpenter, who she met at university. She went to the University College London. She was um, a fellow racing driver, so they have that in common, and they were both engineering majors. They both had degrees in engineering. The couple had two daughters together, Anne and Diana. Do you call it a junior when it's a woman? I don't know. I feel British like you people. should call it a junior. You should call yeah. it a junior. But, but I've never I, heard that. I've never heard. I've never heard it. A female name with a junior. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Their second daughter was named after Diana. Um, okay. During World War II, she served as an engineer for two years. Um, but found that really frustrating because she just wanted to go back to the Air Force. 
and be a pilot again. So she transferred back to the Royal Air Force. She still suffered from motion sickness because, you know, if you have that as an adult, it's just not going to go away. But she continued to fly despite the motion sickness, which slay, slay queen. Um, she had many near-death experiences while flying during the war, including an incident where she was shot down over Germany and taken into captivity. And during her five months as a POW, she taught classes in engineering to other prisoners, and her camp was liberated by Soviet soldiers in 1945. In the years following World War II, Roberta noticed herself feeling dissatisfied with her life. She felt like she was hiding, quote, what I knew deep down inside me, though not consciously, my nature was essentially feminine, and in some way, my world was out of joint, unquote. So she was just struggling with a lot of different emotions after the war, and, um, coming to realize some things about herself. At the time, Robert and Diana separated. They separated in 19, uh, 1948. She sought medical attention to figure out what the cause of her feelings were. And she underwent three years of psychological and physical examinations. And she also then opted for gender-affirming surgical procedures after she had the medical evaluations, which honestly pretty progressive for the time. I feel like just saying- It's also like- but it's very much what still, I mean, I'm sure that the procedures are different, but it's very much what happens now. Like, you know, all these awful people are like, all kids these days, they're just out here trans in their genders. There's not three years of you. medical evaluation before any yeah. of that happens. Like, you know, like, yeah, there, yeah, it's, it's, but it, it, there is like evaluation and there's counseling and there's all this stuff, but mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. has been. Always. Always has been. That's that meme with the the earth. Anyway, always has. Yeah, it always has. <laughs> yeah, love that meme. That's a good good meme in a lot of contexts. Um, she would later describe her transition as a difficult period in her life in her books and shitty people. Which honestly, we should have had a trigger warning for people who suck, people yeah. who are anti-trans and are sticky boobs. Anyway, people later in life, like would or later on, would cite that as like, oh. She wasn't really trans. I'm sorry. Just because it was difficult, of course it was difficult for her. She was in of course it was difficult. She was recovering multiple surgeries. Anyway, also that reminds me. Before I forget, trigger warning about my sources. If you do go to uh, ladyhistorypod.com and you're you're digging into my further learning and my sources, a few of the sources give a lot of detail about the surgeries in like a sensationalization kind of way, which was very common for that time period. I'm leaving that out. I don't think that's right. I don't think we need to like discuss in depth this woman's medical history, but just a warning that they're there. And also another warning that one of the sources misgenders her. But it was one of the sources that had like a lot of information about her military service and her life. So it's like, it's one of those articles, and I'm sure y'all have encountered this before, where, like, it misgenders her for her for half the article, and then suddenly it's okay to call her Roberta, like, halfway through. Um, so, anyway, but that's only one of them. The rest all use her name and her gender correctly. Thank you. Okay, so Roberta eventually met Lisa. And the pair lived together until Lisa's death when Roberta took over the care of Lisa's 40 cats. So that's interesting. Side note, that's all I have to say on that. It's a lot of cats and I'm not a cat person. (laughs) 
Um, Roberta also- Yeah, I was going to say, I'm literally, I'm allergic to cats. So I could be biased. But I do think, I do think even for cat people, I think 40 is too many. 40 is a lot. Yeah. But you know what? I think that's a testament to Roberta really loved Lisa. Um, Also, there's another thing about the articles. None of them are like her partner. Like, they're just like, she met Lisa and they lived together. Let's let's be real. She's probably with Lisa. Like, you don't just take someone's 40 cats if they weren't your partner. Anyway, Roberta at this time in her life also made new friends, such as Michael Dillon, who is of note because Michael Dillon was a physician who was the first trans person to undergo a, a phallioplasty and like talk about it and publish it. Um, so he shared that experience publicly and was the first person to, to get that gender affirming care. Um, and he was friends with Roberta. So allies, besties, love to see it. Michael supported Roberta's transition and even performed one of her surgeries, despite at the time it being illegal to give that specific kind of gender affirming care to Roberta. Michael was like, fuck it, I know how you feel. Besties. (laughs) So very cute, very supportive. More trans people in medicine, honestly. Slay! I mean, literally, like, we had had a trans doctor in 1951 and we're, like, still arguing about this shit. Yeah, Roberta... uh, eventually went back to racing, car racing and flying after she recovered um, from, you know, the, that medical stuff she was going through. Um, and her professional career in racing was cut short when after completing her change of legal gender and obtaining her updated birth certificate, she was restricted from competing in the Grand Prix motor racing because she had to have a male birth certificate to be a Grand Prix racer. So she's like, I win, I've got, I've got my certificate Um, But she did continue to race in other capacities, just not for the Grand Prix until the 1970s. And later in life, Roberta kind of withdrew from public attention. Um, 1972 was the last time she gave any public interview or anything. And she passed away at the age of 93 on October 11th, 2011. And her funeral was sadly only attended by six neighbors and friends as she'd lost touch and become estranged with her daughters prior to her, her death. But afterwards, her daughters did express regret, like that they wished that they had known Roberto better in the later years of her life and that they still had contact with her. Um, Too little too late, okay? The news of her passing did not actually even run in papers until two years later when people realized like, oh yeah, that significant individual who like spoke openly about being trans and also was really good at car racing and was a veteran, Oh, yeah, that person died two years ago. Um, so, like, the New York Times obit dated to 2013. So, that, that's cool. Journalism. The cutting edge of journalism, the <laughs> New York Times. But, to be fair, honestly, of, like, all of the, like, LGBT area ladies I have shared, I will say, Roberta has a lot of, like, people talking about her on the internet. I feel like a lot of times when I'm, like, researching a lady that you know, falls under that umbrella. There's like one niche website that talks about her, you know, but like Roberta has a lot of like mainstream, like history, US, uh, history UK, like the History Channel UK's cover her, um, New York Times, like significant, like the the National Automobile Historical 
society or whatever of the UK has like talked about her in their on the stand history. So like she does get coverage. And you know what? That's important. That is important. All right. So massive content warning for racism, transphobia, and violence. But unfortunately, I kind of think that is kind of, it's like a given for stories about trans people of color, especially historically. Um, Someday, hopefully it won't be, but for now it is. This is the story of Mary Jones. And as usual, when we cover trans women, I will not be telling you her dead name. But if you look at my sources, they all say it if you are so goddamn curious. Mary Jones was born sometime around 1803-ish in New York City, where she grew up and lived most of her life. The The metaphorical record is not kind to early 19th century Black people. So most information about Mary's early life is lost to history but we do know that she spent a lot of her life as a sex worker. In addition to being a sex worker, Mary Jones was an exceptionally skilled and exceptionally accomplished pickpocket. Basically, the grift was that Mary would secure a client and steal his wallet. She would take the money out of his wallet and switch it with her like next client, basically. So if she picked up a client on Monday, she would take his wallet empty the cash, and then give his wallet to the the client that she picked up on Tuesday. And you may be thinking, but Alana, how didn't she get caught? These guys clearly know that their wallets have been stolen because they leave with someone else's. And to that I say, you're forgetting about racism. And most of Mary's clients were white men who didn't want their reputation tarnished for paying for sex with a black woman. So they like wouldn't go to the police like their reputation was worth more than whatever was in their wallet. However, one man, a white man named Robert Haslam had solicited Mary's services and left with another man's wallet. Haslam sought out the wallet that he received. He sought out its owner uh, and owner was like, my wallet was stolen, but I had sex with a black woman. You can't like it. It doesn't matter. My reputation as a white man who does not have sex with black people is worth more. But Haslam went to the police anyway, and the police set Mary up in kind of a sting operation where Mary dropped at least five wallets and tried to run. She was apprehended, and the fact that she had hidden those wallets like in her clothes uh, made the police subject her to a strip search. Should also probably put a content warning for police being bad, but I mentioned the police, you should probably know that. And this is how Mary's assigned sex was discovered. In order to keep this secret kind of from her clients, she had fashioned like a strap-on vulva made out of leather that she wore as a belt. So it's like a reverse strap-on. And so it's it's also like- Wait, you have to back up because you froze, but this is genius. And it's an inventor? Yeah. A little bit, a little bit of an inventor, yeah. Uh, so it's it's like the opposite of a packer, which you would think would like make the bulge bigger, but I guess it it like it doesn't really matter when you're wearing like antebellum fashion, right, you know, like not, those dresses are so poofy, it like it doesn't matter. Right. Um, 
And then this is actually my second legal battle story in a row. And I didn't realize that I did that until I started doing the research. So we have Maude Allen and now we have Mary Jones. Um, I don't really want to get into the nitty gritty of the trial, but basically Mary pleaded not guilty to larceny and lost. And she was sentenced to five years of hard labor at Sing Sing prison. During the trial, a lithograph was published that just kind of like depicted her as an elegant black woman, but the caption called her the man monster. Um, I don't kind of don't even want to show the listeners, but it's the only picture of her that still exists. So a cropped version without the caption will be on our Instagram. Uh, after her sentence and after completing her, her time served, Mary was arrested again for cross-dressing, which was illegal in the 1830s or 1840s by that point. She was institutionalized and then ultimately kind of faded into obscurity and the date of her death is not known. I guess if she invented, you know, like a, a she was kind of like a, a an inventor woman with that strap-on vagina, but maybe she invented immortality and we don't know and she could still be alive, but she's probably wow. dead. Wow, that would, listen, that would um, be so slight. That would be so slight. Uh, there was actually a short film series made in 2019 about her life and the trial. Uh, and you'll be able to find more info on that in further learning. You yeah. can find this podcast on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Lady History Pod. Our show notes and a transcript of this episode will be on ladyhistorypod.com. If you like the show, leave us a review or follow us on Patreon. And if you don't like this show, give it to yourself. Our logo is by Alexia Ibarra. You can find her on Instagram at post.alex.ism. Our theme music is by me, GarageBand, and Amelia Earhart. Lexi is doing the editing. You will not see us, and we will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Lady History. It's your turn to do next week on. Oh, it's my turn to do. Okay. Next week on Lady History, these ladies are revolutionary. If they died fighting for freedom, they're revolutionary. Wow. That was the distinction that we made. Yep.